Welcome to episode 20 of the Average Joe's MMA Show. Jeff Shanahan along with David Van Boglen. We have hit the big 2-0. And this week we've got the, uh, the UFC 200 card is finally shaping up. We've got some fight announcements. John Jones can't seem to stay the hell out of his own way. And uh, we're bringing back the topic discussion this week as we discuss our top five favorite, well, top seven, five favorite uh, fighters in pride. Dave, we had 20 episodes, man. Unbelievable. You ever think we'd make it this far? No. <laughs> no, and that, that anybody would even listen? You know, it started off, just a little history, is uh, uh, Jeff and I were talking, and he's done podcast. you've done podcasts before. Yep. Uh, you're doing one currently. Yeah, You're still doing, but... Um, you messaged me and said uh, that you had an idea for an MMA one. Then you messaged me right back and said, why didn't I think of it? Why, you want to do it? <laughs> like, well, it's pretty much. Yeah, I want to do it. That's pretty I'll, much I'll do it. how it went, man. Yeah. I was like, who else could I get to do this show that's intelligent and passionate enough about this sport as I am? And you were 100% the first person that came yeah, to mind. I did, um, I and guess, show on. godsend for this <laughs> because you keep everything organized. Yeah. You are the keeper of the files. You, you format, I mean, you you know, I contrib- help contribute, you and I talk about what we do, but especially the first, when we first started going, where you were typing out all the format, oh, man. like you, you were, I still got you were the life, say, I know, <laughs> you were the lifeblood of this shit, man, so, I, I mean, now we've gotten it down to a, to a pretty good science, uh, we just talk about what we're going to do, and, and we just do it, but. Well, part of that is because I am a literal control freak. You are, and so. I just let, <laughs> I just put my hands up in there and said, all right, man, take control. As soon as there's any, and I did it through work, I did it through college, whenever there was a group project, it was immediately, I jumped in and said, all right, you're going to do this. <laughs> I wrote out everything. I did everything. Nope, I didn't let anybody contribute to anything. Yeah, just I, I'm a control freak like that. So I still today, twenty shows in, it's a lot easier because all you and I do is we we have a, one or two conversations during the week on what our topics are going to be. Yep. Uh, What's been what, going on? Be there, um, who finds the best news between us two? And then we run with it. It's real easy now. Yeah. When we first started, man, I made it. I, I almost myself made it a chore to, <laughs> for you. Well, you know, none of us. Do. I mean, we we all didn't know what we were doing. We were trying to be as yeah. professional and prepared as possible. You were the backbone of all yeah. of that, man. Making sure that notes were taken. Here's what you know the format of the show, and and, and as things you know as we've gotten more comfortable with it, obviously, yeah. like you said, it, it's it's easy. We still have a lot of work to do. Oh, especially sure. Breaking down and previewing cards, but it's yeah. not as it's not as stringent and it's not as stressful for no. you, especially because oh, no. you get you get pretty stressed <laughs> out some weeks, man. I am a control. You know, I used to have you know I still got my my laptop here, but I would have two screens that I was watching on the computer. I had my laptop up here. <laughs> I had three pages of notes in yep. front of me. I took up all the room on the table. <laughs> I, I gave you guys you know just a little corner of, of the the couch, and, and I had everything else. Where I, and I was nuts. I was looking at timing. I was like, "All right, we're 17 minutes in. We gotta go into the next set." Right. I was nuts. I was doing it like like it was a professional deal with 20 million people are watching each week. And if I screwed up one second, the producers and the and the commercial <laughs> people are gonna fire us. And it was bad, but it's easy now. We're 20 20 shows deep, yep. and uh, it's still just as much fun as day one to yeah, me. Man, I, I enjoy every minute of it. And and so we we've been meaning. To do this for a while, let's and and I think I think now is the time. In episode twenty, let's do it. Um, let's talk. First of all, we need to to, to take a second and, and thank Everett for yes. being with us in the beginning. Things didn't quite 
work out. We both love and adore Everett. He is my best friend to this day and, and will always be. And I love he's him. been a close friend of mine for yeah. the last decade plus. I, I love the kid to death. He he loves the sport. He's a very passionate person. That's who I watch every fight with right. still to this day. I, I go over there and with he's, him and his family. I love them all. He's my favorite person to argue with about it. He is very I think the whole problem was is that in this kind of format, a three-person deal was... It was too much. It was. It just got to be too much. I think that's all that it was. And, um, you know, we, we all talked about it. And and, and he gracefully and, and, and graciously stepped away. Yep. I really thank him for that. Yeah, because... I do too. Because, and it, it was, we, you and I have gone back and forth about how to discuss this for a while now. That's, and it, that's and been two, probably two months in the making on how we're going to do this. Yeah. And, and when and what the right time was. This is the perfect time, and it really. just there was no no animosity. It's not no. there's no problems. It's not. It wasn't no. like we were like screw you, get the hell out. We're no. done with you. It just it just wasn't conducive to what needed to be done for the show, and it's and to spare everything, yeah. and, and just it just wasn't working. He, and he knew he could tell too, and he gracefully did. But yeah. I just wanted to take, and I know you do too. We just want to take the time to say thank you to Everett for, for being a part of this uh, from the beginning. And a, and a big push with us. I mean, he really helped us get things going in the start. And even if we go a hundred, a thousand shows deep, he's still a part. Yeah, of the he's show. still a part of the He'll show. Always be a part of the show. He's he was, still a pain in the ass. <laughs> he's still, you know, he, we, he's he's the same way as he was when we started and did the show <laughs> on Facebook. Now, because as soon as we put something out there, news uh, reports anything, he has the same. Bullheaded attitude, oh, yeah, and still goes at it with us. So constantly, so he's not, he's not, he, he may be missed on the mic, but he's not missed no. in our lives. No, and, not at all. And, and he's still there, and he's still, uh, he's got, he's got a wealth of knowledge. He's been a oh, fan yeah. of the sport for as long as I have, exactly. if not longer. Right, you know, um, he's very knowledgeable. He's got a ton of history for it. It's just, I, I firmly grasp the fact that uh, a three-person or more. Format and, and this kind of deal, just it's not going to work because there's too many wheels moving and there's too much going on, and we can't get forward what we need to in the right amount of time. We exactly. end up having to go four hours, and right? It will just drag on. So, I, I really think that's what the whole thing comes down to. I agree, agreed 100%. But you know, we've had I know a few people have asked, and, and it's something you and I both have wanted to get out, we just didn't really know how to handle it. We're at 20 episodes. It's, it's time to discuss it. We, seriously, Everett, I know you're probably going to be listening at some point to this. Thank you for everything. Thank you, brother. And for anybody yeah. that's concerned, there is no animosity. No. There's no personal issues. We don't dislike each other. We still love each other. Absolutely. You and Everett are still as close as friends. Yes. Him and I still love, hate each other. <laughs> it's, it's, a great it's a great relationship. It's a relationship that works. Yeah. Right? Because you, you guys can go tooth and fucking Oh, my nail. God. And we do. We go, <laughs> we go literally tooth and nail... And say some nasty shit to each other, but at the end of the day, we still love each other. We're still friends. You know, if any of you guys were listening at the beginning when when, when all three of us were doing it, <laughs> when they started, what I would do is I would sit back and I'd yeah, you, you would just hear, hear a the sigh. sigh come from me because I'm like, here we go, here it comes, here so comes. So I would just sit fight. back and I would I would start <laughs> looking over my notes and, and I just like let them just let them let them fight it out. It's better. <laughs> it's better to just let us fight it out and get it out of the way. But yeah, I, I wanted to get that out before we got too deep in the show and, and thank Everett and you know just let everybody know there is no problems. No. There's, we are, we're still one big happy family. It's just more conducive and productive for it to be a, a 
two-part relationship than a, a three-part relationship. You know, no one knows what's going to happen down the line. Yeah. He could guest sometime. He'll be back. I'm sure we'll bring him back Come on at some point. To, I'm going to need you know, somebody to argue with. Yeah, you know, something's going to happen. Tired of agreeing with you all the time on everything. <laughs> <laughs> we, him, Jeff and I kind of look at the MMA fight game and... The promotion of fights. <laughs> well, that's one way to put it. So, I, I would say he's similar. Yes, that too. You know, very similar. And, um, you know, it's it runs very smooth that way. That sometimes it's fun to have that little... That wild card, card you man. Know, the, yeah. So, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Some day, you know, I may fall and break a leg or something, be stuck in the hospital, these two will have to come down to my oh, to my dungeon and record one Christ. one night. You know, maybe <laughs> maybe Jeff throws out his back or something, he's stuck yeah. in there and I may have to bring him in for yep. for you never know what's we'll gonna happen. We'll definitely have him back on at yeah. some point or another. It's, yeah. it's like like we both said, there's no, no it's 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 not a there's not a problem between anybody. It's it's still we still love each other. We're there still was, friends. There was a point too now where he you know he had a lot of time then because he was in an accident. Right. You know, now he's off work. But now he's got a, he's got a full time exactly. job. He's he's managing this this large apartment complex, and he doesn't have the time no. he used to anyway. He's got a so, family. You know, yeah, he's, he's the one of us that was married, kids. has two kids. You know, I'm single. You're single. Yeah. So it's a little yeah. easier for no, us. No, he's too. probably at work now. I yeah. mean, he, he's got this job now where I talk I talk to him every single day. And there's sometimes he doesn't get out of work till eight ten o'clock right, at night. Exactly. So he can't. He, he couldn't even plan to do this anymore. No. And and if it came down to that, and he had a bill because of that, I would not have blamed him a single no, bit. No, hell no, man. A, Family know, priorities come first. Exactly. This is a this is a, a, a quote unquote hobby. Really, we're not making money off this. No. We're doing this because we love it and it's mm-hmm. fun, and we have time and, to do you know, it. We got uh, we got we got a handful of people that listen every single week yeah. that love to hear what we have to say and stuff. So. Um, Everett, I love you. You're I my love brother. you too, Everett. I will, I will see you for the next fight. I'll see you for the fight after that. I'll be there every week, and you know I will. I won't be, but I'm sending you a middle <laughs> finger from here. I love you. It was a good time to do that. Yeah, right? I wanted I wanted to get that. That, that, that was 100% unscripted. You didn't even know no, I was going to do it. I just decided in yeah. the middle of the intro. I was like, this is the time. Here we go. But you know, it's been in my mind for a long time. Mine too. We've discussed this for a long time. We, didn't, we just didn't we know didn't, the right time to do it and the right script, way to do you know, it. Like, we didn't script that. This, nope. this just came off the top of your head. And you know what? It was. I felt it too. It was perfect. Yeah. Perfect I time. felt like it was the right time. Yeah, definitely. So let's... Uh, do we want to start off with uh, UFC 200 or do we want to start off with how people can't stay the hell out of their own way? We got this Let's up. Let's talk John Jones, shall we? The single <sighs> most talented fighter Inside the oh cage. Oh my god, man. The single most reckless entity to himself outside the cage. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna start this off right now. I have been the biggest defender of John Jones's dumb behavior yeah. through everything. Yeah. Every every stupid thing that this kid has done, I have said, well, here's a counterpoint why yeah. you know, don't bury him. I can't defend this anymore. And I've watched the video yeah. and I understand where he could be coming from, I can understand his frustration and aggravation, especially if he wasn't really drag racing, he was just going around the car. But he wasn't going to accomplish but anything exactly. by bitching and screaming on, and calling Listen. a pig. And my gosh, yeah, that was a bad look, thing to watch. Look, the, the, reality, the harsh reality of the world we live in is this. You are a black man driving a really expensive sports car. So number one, you already have a target on you for yes. the police department. Number two... You are a you are fucking John Jones. Yeah. Okay. The Albuquerque Police Department knows who you are. Absolutely. And 
And, um, so this this cop that pulled him over has already been under an investigation for racial profiling. Right. Racial profiling is the thing, whether you want to. It's real, you know, whether you want to acknowledge it or not. It's it's a real. Thing. It's a thing. Yeah. I, it will never. It's never some. I can't. No. I will never understand it personally myself because no, I'm not an African American individual who's going to get profiled like that. But I know from listening to plenty of friends who have. Oh my gosh! So and my own personal feelings on the police department. Uh, but but come on, man! You're a high profile person. You're on probation. For already numerous traffic incidents, running from, uh, oh my gosh. Be smart. You know, hitting a pregnant woman. Hitting a pregnant woman in a hit and run. You know, drunk driving. You know, all that fun stuff. Conor McGregor said it best. Kid, you're worth over $10 million. Get yourself a driver. Dude, okay, so. Get yourself a driver. Yesterday, a big deal. Yesterday was the 198 press conference, right? Yeah. We had it on live. One of the guys I work with was Chromecasting it from YouTube. And after it got done, it went right into the last, um, what, what are they calling the, the series of fights? The last big press conference that they did right before uh, 197. Oh, the, yeah, I know. The, yeah, the big deal. Big go, deal or whatever the, the, the hell. go home or whatever. It wasn't go big or go home. It was the next one after that. Yeah. Or whatever. Right before mm-hmm. the Golden McGregor Diaz. That came back up in, in the YouTube cache. It was the next one to play. So I hadn't actually watched the whole thing live. So I started watching it or whatever. And, you know, and they get to John in D.C. First question that somebody asked him is, John. When are you going to get a driver, man? Oh, really? And John just starts... And, and this was, you know, now I'm watching this in the wake of everything. Yeah, sure. And John just kind of chuckles. And he's like, ha, 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 yeah, man, you know, what can I say? I, I like to drive. I like to drive fast sometimes. I'm a little reckless behind the wheel, blah, blah, blah. I wow. can't defend you anymore, John. I can't. Wow. I can't. And I have been your biggest defense person here. I have, I've defended you during the cocaine. Yeah. I defended you during the DUI. Yeah. I defended you during the hit and run. I, I, I've defended you every step of the way here. I defended you a couple weeks ago and the, whatever. Dude, I can't do it anymore. Just yeah. get the hell out of your own way. He's he's one step away from prison. Yeah. They told him. They're, 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 I watched Ariel was talking about today. Because um, he was in court today, he was, it was still in yep, jail. I've seen it. Yeah, and Ariel said the judge is like, "Look, if I see you again, yep. you are done." He went in front of Judge Martinez, and the judge said, "Exactly. If if you show up back, if you show back up in here, it's not going to be good for you. There's not, you know, something to that effect." And well, I, I don't understand how someone that's got so much going for him can fall so hard. You're less than a month away from a fight. Probably your biggest fight since the last time you fought, at least. You know, um, you know, this this one may even be bigger because this is the first time in eight or nine years that you haven't went in as the champion. champion. You're a challenger now, right? Technically, you are getting you know, introduced first. Maybe you didn't lose that belt in the ring, but it was taken from you. You lost it from this other stuff. Stupidity. Yeah. Stupidity. So this is this is the first time we're going to see John Jones as a challenger since he was in his way early twenties. Yeah, I man. mean, just a young kid. It's. Um, yeah, because I mean, he Dana won the White title said that Dana White said today uh, they sent they put out uh, an official statement on it and said the fight will take place. Um, they are going to respect and uh, John's right to. Faces confront his accuser in, in a court of law down down the road, and we'll address it again as such. But as of right now, the fight's still going to take place. 
If this were a lower profile fighter, would this fight be taking place? No. I don't think so either. No. You know, if this was a... Um, anybody. This was Terry Adam. Yeah, Terry yeah. Adam, or this was Edison Barboza, or anybody not named John Jones. Right. This is you know, Daniel there's, Cormier. There's, I don't think he yeah. would get the, the pass that John Jones gets. And he continues to get them, and he continues to get chances. And now, all the stuff that DC says is... I'm, listen, I'm almost listening to him more because he's like, this kid doesn't, you know. He's saying the same thing we're saying. He, he can't he can't get out of his own he's way. He just can't stay out of his own way, man. It's so it's so unfortunate because as, uh, Connor, Ron, anyone else you put in there, nobody is as talented pound for pound at what they do than him. No. Nobody. Nobody, Not, nobody has no. the freakish abilities that this kid has. He, you know, he's got, he's got, he's a granted uh, size, length, Intelligence, ring intelligence. I'm talking. Yeah, yeah, not not. <laughs> not he doesn't have common sense, but he's got ring intelligence. I mean, he comes from a an athletic family. Both of his brothers I mean, are in the NFL. NFL. He could have probably played in the NFL. He could have done anything he wanted. Could have been an Olympic. Probably could have been an Olympic caliber wrestler. Absolutely, I mean, without a kid, doubt. With the kids, super talented. He has all the gifts and the tools to be the greatest to ever set yeah. foot in that cage when he's done. But he can't stay the fuck out of his own. If he way. doesn't stop this and he goes to prison, pardon my language, people, but it angers me. It angers me. Fucking as, true. It angers me as someone who's been such a diehard fan of this guy through everything, being an asshole, whatever. I I, I love watching the kid I fight. I can't remember the last time I missed a Jones fight. Me either. I really can't. I, I, I bought every single pay per view he's been on for the last eight, seven, eight, whatever years mm-hmm. that he's been the champion. I watched him before he was a champion. I watched yeah. him in that BS fight when they said he lost to Lost with the 12-6 elbow. And he I, did. His, you know. his win against Jake O'Brien. I the Brian the Bader very fight. First yeah. fight he came in, I looked at this kid and I said, holy shit. Right. I said, this guy has got something that nobody else has. I mean, he's going to be able to hit people before they can move because he's so long. And, and quick. And his strikes were so hard. I mean, I, I knew from the get-go. He throws elbows like punches, him. man. He can, he, can, he can box you with elbows. But he's got everything. He can choke you out standing up. Yep. An unbelievable talent, but my God, man. Just, dude, listen, John, I know you're not going to hear this, but somebody, somebody hopefully can relay this message to you. It is March 31st. You have 24 days until your fight. Stay home. Yeah. Stay in the gym. Yeah. Okay. Get a driver. Yep. Don't be a dumbass. There's no better way to put it. And even better, you got 24 days to the fight. After the fight, don't be a dumbass. Get a driver. Everything is just... Stop. Stop. Stop, man. Stop. Just for the love of God, stop. I, I don't get it. I can't stand to watch you go down this freaking path anymore. And granted... I don't necessarily think he was in the wrong in this situation. No, I don't either. But that doesn't matter. It he, doesn't if matter. He would have been more composed and um, just minded his own business and, and, and accepted the situation for what it was and then let it hash it out later with lawyers. He could have been more intelligent and smarter about exactly. the whole thing. And it probably, it, maybe it would, maybe it wouldn't. But the way he handles things, you know, he's been, now he's, he's already been court ordered for anger management. And he's been court ordered for traffic school or yep. something. Of the, I don't know if it's school or if it's a uh, whatever they do down there. Yeah, some kind of traffic deal. Um, 
so he's already court ordered for that. But when he goes back, he could he could see jail time. Yeah, this isn't oh, this isn't over yet. It's far from over. No, this is just beginning. And uh, one more thing, he's one step from prison. Mm-hmm. He's one step from prison. How many more chances can he get? Yeah, I mean, God, you got off so lucky in this hit and run. Wow, so lucky in that whole situation. I can't. Man. I really, actually, I can't believe he got off so. So what happens so when, easy when you got money and you can afford a good attorney? Yeah. Oh, but God damn it, John. Just stay out of your own way, man. We'll worry about previewing the fight when it comes up. That's not what this part is about. No, no, no. So that, you know, we got a few weeks and we'll take care of that. You know. This is just... This is just everything else that he's put himself, his family, his company that's made him a millionaire, Dana... Lorenzo, all this, he's putting not just himself in a position, he's putting all of them in a position, yeah. too. He's making Dana look stupid, because Dana keeps giving him right. chances. Dana's got to just be sitting there going, how many more freaking times can I go to bat for this yeah. kid? Like, what? At some point, it doesn't matter if he sells a million pay-per-views, at some point, enough's enough. Yep. And I, and I mean, Dana's not the one to test that with. So, that's your John Jones news for this week. We'll definitely be keeping you updated as the next few weeks go on and, and we see how... Do you how... think we see something else from him before the fight? Look, I sure as hell hope not. That's if I'm Greg Jackson and Mike Winklejohn, I am sitting his ass down right now and yeah. saying, listen, we are putting 24-hour monitoring on you. Yeah. Somebody yeah, he's got is it. going to be with you. He was given a 10 o'clock curfew a day. Yeah. So that's another thing that was put in was the 10 o'clock curfew. So if he's even if he has to go out to... To buy his kid food or something, send a crony. Call Jackson and Winkle. They'll send someone for you. Call somebody else from the gym. You know exactly. Call one of your sparring partners. They'll go. That's what they get paid for. Yeah, call one of the interns. You're paying them. You're paying them enough to beat on them. Send them to the store for pancakes, bro. Exactly. Don't get behind the wheel of your freaking there's no more fifty thousand dollars sports car. Get rid of that damn thing too. Yeah, that's just a magnet. That's a magnet for anybody, especially. You know, racial profiling a black person in Albuquerque and a $150,000 sports car. Maybe he did rev his engine. Maybe he did do some of the stuff they did. When the video kicks in from that, you, you only see him stopped. Yeah, you don't get so any of the video. Yeah, you don't that. know what happened before that. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I just I just wanted to get out of his own oh, no. damn way, man. That's it. I really hope this is the last that we have to talk about his... Out of the cage stuff, and we can so focus too. on what he does so well. Because in the cage. I can't, I can't defend him anymore, and I can't. Yeah, that day's it. over. I can't do it. So what about you know UFC 200 is quickly approaching. There's what 100 days. Just 100. I mean, we're looking at July 8th. Yes, yeah, so seventh or eighth or something like that. They posted the it was yesterday or today the 100 days and counting till UFC 200. So we're right in that general area and. More matches. Yeah, so more, the cards finally starting yeah, to take we're shape. Starting to get some more, some more stuff in. Oh God, this uh, the main event. We're gonna see a rematch between Diaz and McGregor. I don't. I don't want to see this. I don't want to see this either. I, I want to see him defend his belt. I don't even want to. I, uh, I could even stand to see this at 155, but why the hell are we getting a rematch at 170? I yeah. don't care. Dana, Dana did. A, uh, he's got a video up there. He said he went to. Uh, the house that Connor was renting in yep. Vegas for the fight. Uh, Dana went, Lorenzo went, and um, I know Kavanaugh was there. That's it, Kavanaugh. Yeah, they all went there, there, and they adamantly argued with him to defend his belt. He wants Nate. 
They adamantly argued with him to take it at 155. No, I want it at 170. And Dana's response to this was, look, Gunner's done everything for us. He's fought everybody, nearly everybody on short notice. Some guys even seven days notice. He's done everything that we've asked him to do. We're going to give him this one. I get it. It's going to sell. you got to make the guy happy. It just... It doesn't do anything for either one of these two no. in this fight. It, and it, it makes might. it to the point where you have to do an interim featherweight oh belt. God. On the same card. Exactly. that The champion is fighting at another weight. This does not make any sense to me. My. Aldo and, and, and Edgar have no business fighting for an interim belt. No. I mean, it may be a good fight, but I don't care to see that one either. I want to see... I want to see Connor defend his rightfully gained title. Either either against Eldo or against Frankie. I don't care which, but And we got you know, we got word that uh, Dan said that we gave him this one, but he is definitely, no matter what, fighting at one forty five against the winner of Aldo and Edgar. No questions asked. I hope it's so. It's gonna happen. I hope so, man. So he was adamant about that, no matter what happens. In, any, in either of the Aldo and Edgar fights and Nate and Connor, whatever happens there, Connor fights the winner of that for the title to combine them again, and that's going to be that. But Aldo I mean, this was, is... obviously Aldo and Edgar was announced as an interim featherweight right. championship. The rest of the fights they've announced so far, though, I mean, I'm pretty excited about. Kane and Travis Brown is going to be a... a that, that should be that should prove to be a good fight. This one right here, Johnny Hendricks and Kevin Gaston. Yeah, that's oh going to be a barn burner, man. Here... Here's one I'm actually excited about because we talked about recently about this guy and how he needs to get some upper echelon competition, and that's Derek Brunson mm-hmm. getting a shot at, at a, a Gegard Mousasi. Who is a world-class right. wrestler and an amazing, amazing fighter. Yeah, I mean, this is a great opportunity for Derek Brunson. Great opportunity for Derek Brunson to take. And uh, fan favorite Diego Sanchez, who... Yeah, Joe Lozon. Joe Lozon and Diego, that'll be a... <laughs> Lozon posted, you go, you boys better bring your ponchos in the front row because we're going to be spilling blood all night. Yeah. And they are. Oh, yeah. And I mean, you know, Gomi and, and Jim Miller, that guy's got the potential to be a good fight. Yeah, going off of our what our topic of discussion this week is going to be on Pride Fighters. We got Taco mm-hmm. Gomi, who was a notoriously uh, incredible Pride Fighter fighting veteran Jim Miller. I mean, and, and two guys that have, have been on a little bit of a losing streak probably... They're Probably the last. Of their they're, they're twilights for sure. That's a fun fight. I think it's going to be entertaining. And the last one, your boy Sage, Super Sage, fighting Enrique Martin. Who? Ricky Martin? <laughs> he's going to fight. He's going to fight Living La Vida Loca. Excellent. So we already had Michael Jackson on a card fighting against somebody. Now we're going to get Ricky Martin. Now we're going to get Ricky Martin. Sweet. I so hope. I they're, hope they're we feeding. Get... They're only doing this to try to feed someone to Sage to give him a win. I hope he gets <laughs> tapped out again. I hope he gets basic bitch (laughs) tapped out again, man, because I just had this conversation today about how that was the worst tap out in history. Oh, man, that was bad. That was such basic tap out, and and I hope Ricky Martin taps him out and then sings Living La Vida Loca. We're going to see some some women on the card. Dana said probably two or three women go at it. Are they still um, trying to put together Ronda and they're still trying to put together Ronda and Misha for this one, aren't they? They're still trying to get Ronda definitely to come back for this one. I don't think they're gonna do it. No. I, yeah. I thought maybe dangling that carrot of Misha in front of her was yeah. gonna be enough to get her out. Yeah, as of right now there hasn't been any that's the entire card so far. Um it's obviously gonna have probably five, four five more fights added to oh, it. Oh, yeah, there has you to know. be. There's what do we got now? Four, five, six, seven, eight. We got nine fights already announced, so 
Well, four or five more. Four or five easily, yeah. Because yeah. that's, I mean, if they want to go go big, they five can put or six, six are going to go yeah. main card. They'll probably do five or six for the prelims, and then three, three or to four, four in the earlys. It's it's rounding out already to be uh, an amazing card with a lot of good fighters on it. It's just I, I don't I don't like the main events, and I don't like no. them having to do an inter, interim featherweight title match when the interim or the, the champion. When the champion is healthy. I agree. I agree. It doesn't make sense, but you know we don't. We're not Joe, so we don't get to make the fights. So speaking of fighting, ooh, the long-awaited wow. UFC debut of Chris Cyborg Santos. Yeah, Justino. I don't know how she's Justino. Justino. She's, she's married now. Justino. Yeah. Either so, way, Cyborg's yeah. finally going to step in the cage. They're doing a catchweight, 140, yep. with her and Leslie Smith. So, yeah, another fight where she doesn't have to make 135. Here we go. Yeah, uh, they Leslie Smith is is not a challenge for Cyborg. No, Cyborg's going to probably you know, beat the piss out of her. It's, it's going to be quick. It's going to be brutal. The Cyborg's going to crush her. But it's it's her first foray She's in the UFC, into the UFC now. If she can get down to 135, she could make some noise in that division. Somebody needs to not name Rousey Tater home. Yeah. Because other than that, what do you got? <sighs> Cat's still hanging out there, but nobody's seen her. Uh, there's it. nobody really up oh, there. Oh, Amanda Nunes. Amanda Nunes. But we'll let her fight Nunes. I would love to I'd watch love to see those that. two fight. Holy shit. And two knockout artists going Whoa, in. Oh, that around. would be beautiful, dude. If she can get to one, you know, if she can make 140 on this attempt, healthy, and make 140, there's only five pounds to go. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, it's Theodore said she, the doctors told her she was going to die if she made 135. Get out of here. Shut up. Stop, I, I taking, you know. stop taking the steroids. Yeah. Oh, wait. Allegedly. Oh, sorry. Allegedly. Um, do you still... remember? I'm sorry to mean no, to no, cut no, you off, but do you remember? <laughs> have you heard about what happened? The whole controversy with Joe Rogan um, the, and some comments he made about, about her having uh... about how she cut her penis off. <laughs> yeah. She could make 135. Yeah, I've been making that joke for the yeah. last couple of days. <laughs> she was bent. Oh, she was so comment. mad, but it was so hilarious, dude. Because <laughs> him and Tony, it was him, Dana White, and Tony Hinchcliffe all talking on a plane. Coming back from the Brisbane card. Okay. So they're all on this no sleep, just yeah. riding a high. Ronda just got beat. Like, they're on. And then they start talking about Cyborg. And Joe just makes the joke. <laughs> she cut her penis off. She'd be just fine. <laughs> and that didn't go over so well. I laughed my I ass off. I, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> her camp, not so impressed. Oh, man, she was bent about yeah, They were that. threatening to sue. Yeah. Joe had to make an apology. That's ridiculous. It was a joke made of jest. I mean, I mean, come on. And Stop. Maybe she does. She I might don't have know. I don't know. She's a I've never seen look, it. She's a manly looking woman. She's very manly. I, I probably wouldn't tell her that to, to her, her face. face or anything because I know for a fact. She hits like a Mack truck. Uh, I wouldn't be awake for the reply. No. But uh, it's still pretty freaking funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But she's, you know, she's getting a chance at the UFC, and you know what? Good for her because she's wanted this for a long time. Yeah, and we should mention she's going to be fighting at UFC 198. Oh, that's sad. The yeah, Brazil she's, card. she's on the Brazil Verdun. card with Verdum and, and Stipe, and yeah. that card is stacked, yeah. dude. Yeah, that one's top Holy to bottom. Holy cow! Yeah, like that card is almost. Top to bottom might even be better than this Jones card because I mean. 
Jones and Cormier is a is an awesome fight. Well, of course. Cejudo and Johnson, I'm excited for. But like, you know, the rest of the card. But th- this 198 card is stacking yeah. up to be pretty amazing. That's the perfect place to put her at yeah. 198 in Brazil. In I mean, Brazil. She, she's she's a well known fighter she's in, in the states, pass, but she's not gonna have to pass the strict WADA or the USADA test yeah. because it's outside of the US. Maybe that was maybe, maybe that was designed. <laughs> But, but yeah, I mean, she's putting her in Brazil is the right thing to do. Vitor and Jacare, and yeah. and uh, you know, like we already said, Stipe and Verdum. There's really the who's who Brazilians right now. You know, aside from from Aldo, they're really putting a lot of they're stacking the Brazilians yeah. on this card. Yeah. a lot of gr- big names. I mean, just in general, it's just a really good card. Yeah, so is. I'm excited. Good for her. Great that she's finally in the organization. We can finally stop all the the talking and, and get it done. Let's Leslie get, Smith, let's uh, be real. She's not a real challenge for... No, she's you know. probably a better fighter than the, than the tomato can. She's been beaten up and evicted yeah. the last few fights. But I don't... She s- could surprise us. Anything maybe, can happen in the yeah. cage. I mean, anything Any, can. You know, once you get in there, injuries, anything else, lucky shots, shit happens. But um, I just don't... Looking by the numbers, I don't see Leslie Smith giving her much of a fight. And no. Cyborg probably going after first, second round KO. Right. Putting her to sleep and, and and sending the the Brazilian fans home happy. Yep, I agree. I think it's actually in her hometown too. Wow, really? I believe Cardoon or Cardoon. Yeah, I think that's I think that's her hometown. If I remember, that's what they said yesterday. Well, what a better place to put her. Right. So moving on, uh, let's talk about Mister Mister Ariel Hawani, the the uh, probably the most well known journalist in MMA. Um, long standing, long standing. I would say he was there right when they signed down with Fox, and he was doing a lot of stuff. Right, like, and he's, Fuel he's TV on and Fox TV a lot and stuff like that. So I think even you know the most casual of MMA fans, when you talk media members, definitely know. I mean, we know more inside guys, the guys that we follow on Twitter and yep. and listen to. But but Ariel, uh, he's got a lot of crossover appeal too because he also interviews like Paul Heyman. Yep. and you know, well, he used to know. work for Spike. Yeah, and and worked on WWE Raw and things like that. So yep. he has a lot of the connections back into that. And, yeah, and, he's, you know, he, he often you know when, when Jim Ross is there, he goes to, and and Stone Cold Steve Austin yep. is there. He always goes to. The pro wrestlers he's done, you know, interview Bill Goldberg and yeah, he like, has, he's got he a great pro wrestlers on the MMA hour sometimes yeah. from time to time. I mean, so and on top of being well, very well known and well respected in the MMA world, he's got great crossover appeal yep. to the entertainment audience as well. And he was let go from Fox because of an interview he did with Rory McDonald. Okay, and the interview. Was it was about twenty five minutes long, and the reason why they let him go was because Rory is coming up to free agency. He's only got one more fight left on his right. contract. Yeah, that's his fight against Wonder Boy. And they talked about that fight, and then Ariel went on to almost promote him to seek other employment and, and better places to right. go to receive money. Uh, it was really innocent. It was just kind of a natural progression oh. to let him talk about that. But Fox hated it. <laughs> well, let's, let's let's be real, Ariel. And Dana don't exactly have the best relationship. No. Ariel, not the most popular person with the upper brass in the UFC. I mean, he's been banned from uh, press conferences and yeah. things by Dana himself several times. They've had many public falling outs prior to him joining the Fox yep. Sports or Fox Sports crew. Him and Dana had a pretty big falling out. He was 
for, I think it was actually based off some stuff he did at the one of the last scrums that they used. Yeah. God, I miss those scrums, oh, man. Oh, those post-press conference scrums were the best. That's when you could get Dana completely uncandid. He didn't care. He would just say whatever the yep. hell he wanted. I loved the post-fight scrums. Those were the best. But I don't remember specifically, but something Ariel asked that was pretty dumb, and it pissed Dana off really bad. They got into it, and Dana told him to go fuck himself, yeah. basically. So it's not exactly like your relationship with the UFC is the most perfect. You work for the U- the company that carries the UFC product, yeah, it's probably not a great idea to encourage somebody to leave the brand. You can see um, the Ariel Hawani Rory McDonald interview. Uh, it was done on his MMA Hour several weeks back. Um, and it's on YouTube. The You know, you just look up Ariel Hawani Rory McDonald. It's on there. Um, he did his MMA Hour uh, number 322. Four hours of MMA That's So hour. long. So long, dude. Um, I, I like that show. And I especially really like listening to it the day, like the Monday following a pay-per-view because... He always has the champion yeah. or the, whatever the you know whoever was in the main event. He usually has them come on, and and it's good man trying to go through four hours oh. of that is so much. I watched this one number three twenty two because this was the one where he uh, towards the end about two hours and forty five minutes in he starts t- he says I never like to talk about myself. Um, you know I'll talk about things in my life like the Syracuse being in the final four. This and yeah that. yeah. But um, he went on, you know, he, he thanked Dana. He said no matter what our relationship was after, it was Dana that went to bat for him to get him the job at Fox to begin yeah. with. So he gave a lot of credit. But he said, he said, I don't know how they figured it out, but the fans are smart. This, and they posted, this is why I got fired, and this is why I got fired. It was the Rory McDonald deal and him telling him that he, you know, he could make more money going elsewhere through sponsors and stuff because he basically shit on the Reebok deal and told one of their Ray McDonald's a premier fighter. Yeah. You know, he's he maybe not be the best money draw, but he's a premier fighter and he's a big name. Telling him that he should look elsewhere, even even saying it, you want to say it to him off the air, fine. But right. On the air where other people can see it and sponsors could hear it. And- like you said, it was, it was an innocent comment, but, you know, the Reebok deal is a pretty sensitive thing. Very. Because they know it's a failure. Yeah. They just don't know how to get themselves out of it right. properly. Well, you know, and still save face. With and still save face. You know. Everyone knows you can probably make more money in or- other organizations yeah, off the of sponsorship that, money. But the guys that have jumped have flat out said it. I'm making a lot more money now. Yeah. You know, your Phil Davises and your Benson Hendersons, those and guys and are making. Others. I mean, yeah, definitely. They flat out said it, and that's it's no secret. But you know, when you're when you're working for that company, yeah, man, total, <laughs> not the best line, choice. Dude, total line. I get where you're coming from totally, but. I like Ariel Hawani. I, I do too. I think he's a good journalist. I do too. He's got I, I a lot like of great. Does. You know, MMA Hour is a good a good show if you have four hours to kill. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll put it on when I'm about to fall asleep. Because, right. You know, right. It, you know, it takes me a while to sleep. So and I, I, saw I, get, some, I mean, there, he he gets he gets people to open up about stuff that they yeah. normally would talk about. It's very it's very uh, uncensored. He does great interviews. I enjoy it. It's just four hours of it as much. You're going to still see him on the MMA Hour. He's still going to be doing yeah, that. Yeah, that's not going anywhere because that's an independent. That He's been doing that since way before he was ever part of the UFC. Yeah, I mean, there's 322 episodes in. Right, plus his fight, show. You know, the fight, uh, fight TV network thing that he used yeah, to do. Yeah. And he's still a part of uh, MMA House, News. 
Fight House. Um, a couple websites, MMAfighting.com, yep. MMAnews.com. Yeah, those are all his babies. It's, yep. all, it's all his stuff. So, yeah, Errol's not going anywhere, and I won't, I'll be surprised if he doesn't end up back. I mean, they, they have their little tiffs for a while, and then... Maybe he'll be back there, maybe he'll end up somewhere else, but he's not going to leave the world of MMA no. just because Fox doesn't want no, him anymore. He's, he's premier, already established. He's the premier MMA journalist, man. A couple yeah. more things that, <laughs> that we've openly discussed <laughs> going into this coming week about a certain heavyweight that was just ungodly to watch. I'm sorry, but this is so funny to me. <laughs> because you've spoken openly about this before I did even. You brought this up, you said, why do they still have Jared Roche out there? <laughs> why is Jared, why is Jared Roche Roche still fighting? Cut? Why is he still fighting? He wins, but he sucks. It's, even though he's got a 6-2 and two record, they still cut him this week. <laughs> Because Finally, you texted me <laughs> yesterday. You messaged me yesterday to tell me this, and what was my response? Finally, Finally. <laughs> he can go be boring somewhere else. Yeah, he really is. It's not a personal thing, no, man, man. Because I don't know Jared. I like him. I've, I've watched Jared, and his, I've discussed this They're numerous Oklahoma times. Boys, right? right? Yeah, him and his brother Jake were Oklahoma. Uh, national champions. Yeah. You know, I've been watching these guys since college. I was really excited when Jared got signed. I'm like, cool. More NCAA guys getting in there, more former champions. Great. And he gets in the cage, and I'm just like, oh, God, this is terrible. Stop. Yeah, he may have won fights, but my God, they were a do something. They were so boring to watch. So, and I think that's, I mean, that's got to be what, because his record it has to be, because it can't be his record. No. I mean, six and two, he did fair. Yeah, he did okay. And at a time when heavyweights aren't exactly, no. you know, a dime a dozen to get rid of one. But there are other guys. Because oh, <laughs> he was ranked at one point. He was like 13 until he lost this last yeah. fight. But you got a guy, it's like, uh, like Derek uh, Lewis. Yeah. Give that dude a shot. Oh, he's that, at he's least a exciting. monster of a man to watch. Thank God that they got rid of Jared Rochelle, <laughs> man. Let him go to World Series. Let him go to Bellator. Yeah. Let him. Let him go somewhere, man. I'm done. Done. But it made sense to bring it up because <laughs> you were so open about it, you know, being so forward with his, of not being a big fan of his fight style. I'm so happy. I've never <laughs> been so happy for someone to lose a job, but God damn. I couldn't watch There's anymore. a portion, uh, you know, this is a sport. It's a legit sport, but there's a, a big portion of this that's entertainment too. You got to be entertaining when you're in there. You got to put on exciting fights. You got to have something that people want to see. Yeah, exactly. He didn't give me anything I ever wanted to see. Nothing. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of fans felt the same way that we did. That there was just nothing there. Nothing at all, man. I mean, the kid just did nothing. And how long are you going to let somebody do nothing? Well, not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> He'll he's going to land on his feet. Oh, absolutely. I mean, especially as a heavyweight, there's not there's not a ton of heavyweight talent no. around there. So. Bellator, maybe WSOF, maybe even, who knows, maybe Ryzen. There's a lot of places for him to go now. There's places for you to go get a job. I'll be happy for you. Maybe maybe you go back, you learn how to freaking fight. Yeah, that might be the first step. Come back. Learn to strike. Learn to strike. Learn to use your damn wrestling. Yeah, oh my gosh. You're a wrestler who can't wrestle. I don't get that. How do you go from being an NCAA awesome, tremendous wrestler to losing it all when you see you step in the octagon and having nothing there. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. Well, someone else that we... 
Oh, two for two, man. <laughs> you brought it up, I two think, a, like last a week, week ago. And he said, where's, where's Carla Esparza been? And nobody's seen Carla Esparza says, Joanna John Jacek beat the shit out of her. Bam. This Boom. week, she steps in to replace Jessica Aguilar to meet Juliana Lima at 197. Both the Rochelle deal and the Esparza <laughs> deal in the same week. I'm sending you this stuff Good over. God. You gotta be feeling like I'm, I'm like Nostradamus. I, I was. I was like, holy cow! I called I, my shot. I can't do anything better. Than this. this. I called my Ruth. shot. This is Babe Ruth in Yankee Stadium, man. He's pointing at the left field. There's Rochelle. There's Esparza. <laughs> Here they come. <laughs> I don't even know, man. It's crazy, but thank God, finally, finally, the Cookie Monster is gonna get back in the cage. And after <laughs> it's been over a year, it's about yeah, time, I, man. And she's coming in on a short notice fight. You know, she's not going to have a six-week yeah, You better have been training. What the hell else you been doing? Nothing. You ain't she fought, hasn't anywhere. You ain't fought since Joanna beat the piss I haven't even you. seen, like, an interview or... I've seen her in a cage side a couple of times. Okay. She shows up for a fight here and there, and she's... But other than that, nobody's... Well, there's nothing to talk about. You didn't... No, it's an MHG. You, you squeaked through... You squeaked through the tournament to win the title... You know, you you were thug. The, should be thug in the finals. Yeah. They wanted it to be her and Tisha because there has been all this build up for years and Invicta between the two of them. It never surfaced because Tisha choked. Yep. And your first title defense, you got in there and you 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 look like you had no business in oh that cage and you got scared and wanted the hell out because Yuana's yeah. a, bo- a monster. Yuana's a monster, <laughs> and you looked for a way out yeah. and it, it got presented to you. Yeah, and we. And in all fairness to her, Yuana's a killer. She is an absolute killer. But and, and it she looked like, and it, Carla didn't look like she was a professional fighter in that fight. Looked like a five-year-old in yeah. there against a professional. Like they picked a fan out of the crowd and said, exactly. let's, let's, let's feed her to this it Polish like, monster. It looked like the person that got knocked out by Roy Jones Jr. trying yeah. to win $100,000. Wow, that was ugly. Yeah. But she's back, and she's going to be fighting at 197, and we'll see what happens with her. Um, she's got Juliana Lima. It's a good, good flight for It's a good step back. Yeah. It's a good way to get back in the cage. Maybe put something together. Maybe we'll finally get this her and Tisha fight. Because we know you're never going to sniff that title again. No, no, that's done. You're, that that you're, dream is over. You're done with. So get your feature fights. Look look for complete that rivalry. Look for, yeah, get that Tisha fight. Get some money. Maybe, maybe you fight Rose again. She's she's a better fighter than she was when oh, you Oh, yeah. Her. Absolutely. I'd love to watch her and Rose fight again. I, I'd I think, watch that. I think it's going to be a different outcome. I think Rose beats her. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I no. I think Carla, no, no. Carla no, got her on an experience. Yeah. Because Rose was still real fresh and, yeah. and real green when it came to the fight game when she got And, I mean, Tisha was already the champion and evicted yeah. at that time. You know, Rose had a lot of tenacity, mm-hmm. but there wasn't a lot of... Um, there wasn't a lot of refinement. No, there I was yet. just going to say, she didn't have the polish she yeah. has now. I mean, you look at that fight against Paige, she's a completely different fighter, Absolutely. Man. Tenacious. That'd be a great fight for, but uh, you know this one we're gonna get. And it's a good uh, fight. I'm ready. I'm ready to see yeah. her back in the cage been, and see what happens. It's been since March of 15 since we've seen right. her. Right, it's so. been over a year. It's uh, time. Yeah. Welcome That's back. It. The Cookie Monster is back, and I went two for two in predictions and stuff <laughs> that I didn't even know I was predicting. That's uh, you know, there's a lot of news this week. Yeah, it was a heavy happen. news. A lot, a lot of things happened. It's been a heavy news week, um, and uh, that brings us back to. to Something I enjoy we haven't done in a while. Um, yeah. I mean, this is... It's not often we have opportunities to do these because it's always 
fight preview, fight breakdown. Yeah. And we're getting right back into that here in a couple of weeks. I mean, right. next week we got a fight card to break down, or and, preview, I mean. It's not going to be long. We're going to have a Friday, Saturday, Saturday you know, Sunday gonna have, again. It's going to be some long preview shows and then Thursday, Friday, Saturdays. So, I mean, we've got we've got some. There's a lot of stuff coming out up. A lot so. of them. So we're going to take an opportunity to bring back the topic discussion. And we did this in the beginning. Yeah, anytime we have a chance to when we don't yeah. have back-to-back cards or even just a card news. Yeah. We don't want to make this a, a two and a half, three hour show. No. I mean, we could. Right. You and I could sit here and talk for hours all about night. it all night long. <laughs> but whether or not someone wants to sit and listen to it yeah. for that long. We'll give you an hour, hour 15, yeah, hour we 20. Try, you know, we've had a couple coffee. of two hours, you know, and we got, and sometimes that's going to happen when there, yeah. there's a lot to talk about. But to get to these, do these discussion topics is a lot of fun. It's fun for you and I to try to come up with them and then see where we all go. Yeah. This one's going to probably go kind of quickly because I think so. we've got quite a lot of, uh, Similar things, well, but it goes back to the beginning when we talked. So we got, you know, we're in a, kind of the same mindset when it comes to fighters, fighting, matchups, cards, yep. legacies, so on. We kind of see the same thing that, that came out of this particular organization we're going to be talking about. And since you know, this was this was a a, a big deal back then because this company was outstanding. I absolutely. Loved everything they put on. There was uh, no, notorious fights, great fighters, uh, a great history, and a great legacy. Yeah, yeah. And we're talking, we're talking about pride. Yes, we are talking about the Pride Fighting Championships. So this week's topic discussion, we decided that we were we were going to try to do five. We each came through with seven, and we went with our our personal yeah. favorite fighters in Pride. No, you know, it's not based off of anything. It's just personal yeah. feelings and who we really enjoyed watching in yeah. this amazing, crazy organization. They had such brutal rules. The rules, the, 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 the basic fact that they were pretty much encouraging you to take steroids. Yeah. Just the insanity. A 10-minute like first round. Yeah. Like, there was like juiced era of baseball when it became yeah, popular. Right. Again, you know, with Sammy and McGuire battling it out, both juice heads. Yeah, the home, run, home, the runs, home run, run battles. You know, it, it made for you know, it made for for great baseball, but it wasn't you know, wasn't necessarily the most legit deal. Right. Same thing. Same with thing Pride. here. It maybe maybe wasn't the most legit deal, but man, was it exciting it to made watch. For great fights. You know, we we'd see fights end with people getting their face stomped. Oh yeah, soccer kicks. You know, one of the guys that we're gonna bring yep. up. I'm, let's just bring it in. I'm gonna bring one guy in. Yeah, go ahead. Shogun. Shogun. He was notorious for those soccer kicks yep. to the face. Yeah, that was uh, that was in. He's definitely on my list. He's my number yeah. five. Yeah, um, he had probably one of the most. His his biggest highlight to me was stomping Quentin's face yep. in and leaving him unconscious, laying through the ropes. Dude won his first five fights by soccer <sighs> kick. Unbelievable! That's that was ridiculous. I mean, that's completely illegal now. Yeah, you know, you're not going to see that in UFC. There's going to be no, no. <laughs> because it's dangerous. But I mean, he was straight up like field goal kicking yeah. people's faces. I mean, that's that's the thing that I remember so much about seeing him in Pride and then him coming over to the UFC. He has. Success in the UFC, but nothing like nothing he like, was. I mean, then. he was he posted a twelve and one record in Pride. His only loss was a freak injury while yeah. fighting Mark Coleman. Right. Other than that, he was undefeated. Had victories over Rampage. He beat Overing twice. Twice. Minotaur and Oguero, Kevin yeah. Randleman. Uh, he beat Gano. Gano I mean, Nakamura. Um, 
Oh, God, what's Aaron's first name? Uh, I can't find his name. first name now. Ricardo. Ricardo Arona. Arona. He's got wins over Carlo, Ricardo Arona. Um, just, really? Just the to name a few. Who yeah. The who's who, especially that, the middle, what they called the middleweight, right. basically the light heavyweight right. division in pride. He, I mean, it was his his brutality that really brought me to him. I don't know if he ever held any belts or not. He was, a, he was a middleweight Grand Prix winner. He won the Grand Prix, but I don't think he ever held the title. No, I don't think so either. He beat Arona at the end of, I mean, in the first round. But, yeah, Arona had already lost the, the title to yeah. Vanderlei at that point. So, I mean, he never And him really, and Vanderlei, no, because Vanderlei was the middleweight champion and they were teammates. So that wasn't... So they never fought. That. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he was part of, part of Team Shoot the Box. Unbelievable... I mean, you'd cringe at some of the things that oh he would God, do to people. He was so brutal. Uh, and, and even Ninja. Yeah. I mean, not as, as successful as he was, but his brother Ninja, who uh, was dangerous too. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I mean, he came in, he was one of the, you know, obviously the first couple of guys that I thought of. Oh, yeah. Um, outrank him in, in, in my, you know, when I was just, I was sitting here in my laptop, sitting in my lap, kicked back in my chair, I'm like, Trying to remember, it was so. I mean, it's over ten years, fifteen right. years in the making. You know, I remember. You know, I remember the attitude of wrestling, but I couldn't tell you five things that happened during it. Oh, I just remember yeah, it was sure. an awesome time. I remember some certain events for you sure. Know. But same thing for me, like the NW, the, the Monday Night Wars. And I remember that stuff, like, yeah. and you know, I remember like the the heyday of of Michael Jordan. Yep. But I couldn't tell you five. Th- you know, I just I remember that it was awesome, and I remember living it and and watching it. But um, so I'm thinking, of, I'm trying to think back to Pride and pick that thing out of my brain of. of who I really loved watching and who I couldn't wait to see it when, right. when you know when they were announced it was must see. Yeah, same for me. Same you know, for me. Shogun was right up there. My you know one of my top four or five. that yeah. I thought of he was he was on my number five of, out of out of the seven. Unbelievable brutality and that like I said that that highlight reel with Quentin knocking him unconscious yep. and leaving him lying there looking like he was dead. Yeah. I'll never forget it. Well, you know, since, as much as I've forgotten about Pride, that will that has been ingrained in my memory yeah, me too. until I die. Me too. And and since we we mentioned his name, I'll, I'll give him my, my number seven is Rampage Jackson. His first slam came in Pride. That's where I was going. It's, <laughs> it's right there, my friend. All right, I got you. No, I won't steal your thunder anymore this time. Twelve and five record in Pride. He had uh, in in his early days in Pride, he had victory three consecutive victories over former UFC champions. And Kevin Randleman, then he beat Chuck Liddell and, and Morelli Bustamante, both in the 2003 Open Grand Prix, earning him a title shot in the finals against Vanderlei Silva, where he didn't quite right. fare so well, and didn't quite fare so well the second time around. But uh, everybody always talks about the the infamous uh, knockout slam of yeah. Ricardo Arona uh, was, out of a triangle. Yeah, he was trying to break the triangle yeah. and said, screw it. Dropped him on his head. Straight, just back muscle. I mean, this, this was this, this was the first Rampage Slam. Yeah. And it became his calling card. And he's since done it, you know, a few other times. But before, you know, nothing. The, this, one was, this one was scary to watch. You know, I, I thought that he was going to snap his neck. I thought so, too. You know, oh I, I thought uh, Ronan was done. And that, uh, you know, the, I remember the first time I seen, never seen a powerbomb. 
And that's, that's essentially <laughs> and what it looked like. Exactly. It was a straight power bomb yeah. from the ground out of a triangle to the strength kill that. that it has. You know, when pro wrestlers work together, they jump to get the power bomb up. Right. That this was straight man lower used back and legs muscles against a man that was fighting to choke him his, the life out of him. Yep. And he picked him. I mean, the 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 strength that it had to take for him to do that, and then drop the man. On his head. Oh. oh, my God. Never forget it. Nope. That, that, I mean, that's the kind of thing that I got out of Pride. Me I got too. highlight reel stuff. The, just you know? the brutality, Again, man. go back to it. You know, powerbombing a man. Uh, I don't know how Rona walked away from it. I don't either. You know, um, I don't either. I think, I think he got lucky. And the way he Didn't just landed, landed just lucky. I mean, an inch the, any other way, he might be paralyzed to this day. Absolutely. You know, and they... I, I, I really think Pride... Loved and what took pride in to use the term that kind of stuff. The Japanese love that shit. Oh, they are. They're such a quiet crowd. Like you don't hear a peep out of the crowd. They're the most respectful fans in but the world. But they love that shit. Yeah, they live for it. They are really so. I mean, they they don't. You don't you don't see them boo anybody. No. They will you know they'll cheer louder for their favorites than the other guy. But they always show they the show other guy respect. respect. They're such a respectful fan. I absolutely love watching things uh, rising now uh, that I don't get to see much. I don't even know if it's on. Uh, till I'd have to find. Uh, some kind of I think cap. access. Well, Spike, because they have the partnership with Rising with Bellator, they carry their fights. But never seen one. Uh, I haven't watched one yet. I, I really watched. Have to. I watched the Fedor fight. I get the highlights. I watched the Fedor fight when it happened. That was last year, right? Yeah, I think so. Or like, New Year's. It was like New Year's. Okay. It was like New Year's Eve, I think. And they had ran it early in the day because it was live from Japan. Okay. So I watched it earlier and then they replayed it again later. Yeah. I, get, I, I love watching their highlights because those, like, you know, those, the fans are amazing there. And, you know, you know, American fans there, what they are, the rowdy fans. And, uh, you know, they let you know if, if you know. Yeah, they're, they're quick to boo. Too quick. Way to too quick to boo. Um, but you, you know you get to Japan and, and there's an amazing display of Brazilian jiu-jitsu going. They on. respect the martial the arts clapping. Yeah, you know, they respect clapping. the martial art of it, and that's that's the greatest thing. Who's uh, who's next on your list, Dave? I'm gonna go with the Hammer. Ooh, I loved Mr. watching the Hammer, Mr. Coleman, because I felt like he was a roided monster. Yeah. Um, there's been talk about stuff later in his career of, of throwing some fights, maybe. But during his pride days, the hammer, not necessarily the best record in, in pride. I think he went like eight and five, something like that, nine and five. Um, but he was a, a Grand Prix champion. Again, he did that. He was a, uh, had a great fight. He defeated Don Fry. Yeah. Brutal fight with him. Um, I wasn't a Fry fan myself, so I, I really liked watching. Mark Coleman kind right, of beat up on right. him. Right, if I had to pick between the two, it would be Coleman over. But Coleman, you know, he's he's what you know he's a he's a UFC Hall of Famer. He's a he's a he's an icon for the sport. He was induced into the sport in its infant ages. Mm-hmm. You know, very early on when it just started off, Coleman was there. Right. So I got to to watch him coming up just you know um, from the beginning when I was you know when there was like a fight a year. Yeah. And that's all we got. You know, we'd see. He'd, I got to see Coleman. So when he moved over into Pride and we got more fights out of him, um, I, I felt like he was... It was fun to watch because I really thought he was like a roided monster that just went in there 
and just balls out fought. Yeah. Not a lot of pretty technique no. out of the hammer. No. But a, a lot of... The uh, master of ground and pound. Just brawl and brawl. And, brawl and brawl and, and ground and pound. That was, uh, that was his calling card. And, and it I mean, was, you've thrown Mark Coleman in a lot of discussions, yeah. period. So... I, I and it's not necessarily because you won so no, much. It's just I loved you. You were a fan. You yeah. were a fan, and that and that I respect more than than trying to go off the merit of his accomplishments. Exactly, especially in this discussion, in right. any of our discussions. Yeah, exactly. it's our opinions. It's it's yeah. our way I feel, and so you know, and then that's it's one we differ on. It's somebody we don't Absolutely. have on our list because <laughs> once we get past probably this <laughs> next guy I got, and he probably is on your list. I, I think maybe. I might. I think he's the only. I think Coleman and I had Rampage. I think those are the only yeah. two names that we don't share I on kinda, the list. I got like three, four honorable mentions. I wanted to put Rampage in there. I know how much of a fan of Rampage you are. Yep. So I, I it's like and I then, know, I know he's going to put him in there because of who he is and what he's done. So and I kind of felt the same way with Coleman yeah. because <laughs> he deserves to be on a list and, absolutely. But I was like, well. That's Dave's dude. That's yeah. way more Dave's guy than my guy. I love. There him, are man. other guys that I that I enjoyed watching and pride more than Coleman, but I res- always have respected yeah. the hammer. Always respected the hammer. So in in the numerical order, my number six, I put Dan Henderson. Oh, so Hendo. Uh, thirteen and five in pride. He didn't. He didn't start off very yeah. well. Yes, that the three. Plus I got gotcha. you. Three of his first six. Three of six. That's what it was. Yeah, he lost three of his first six. I remember when Hendo came in and he didn't, you know, he didn't do so well. I didn't know anything about him when he right. came in. Me either. You know, he was, I think he was, he might have had success somewhere else or, or fought somewhere else, but to me, he was a relative unknown yeah. when he came into the sport. And and I got kind of got to watch him progress. And uh, uh, I'm glad I did because he's now. Especially by the end of his pride career, he was a complete he did, animal. He had a streak. Uh, he went on, let me see. Nine of ten. Okay, yeah, see, I, I gotcha. forgot that in my notes. Um, winner of the 2005 Welterweight Grand Prix and title. Yeah, yeah, he's a welterweight champ. And also became the first fighter in, in, in any MMA organization to win titles in multiple divisions and hold them at the same time. Big deal. We've had, we've had several multi-champion, but nobody else, I mean, he was the welterweight title holder when he won the middleweight title over yeah. Vanderlei. Um, and actually, he was the fight in the final fight of Pride. Finally, defeated Vanderlei. Yeah. He had, Vanderlei had defeated him at some point yep. early in the career. Uh, got his revenge and walked out of Pride as the as the middleweight champion. Uh, he took that Grand Prix. Uh, his last fight was against Bustamani, I believe. Yep. Who was a guy that you know Bustamani. Bustamani's no joke. You know, in all relativeness, he could be on somebody's list. He's not on mine. Mine either. But uh, he was a name there. Yeah. You know, um, and we, what we see in Bustamani a lot is he was the guy that the champion beat. Yeah. And so I think, I mean, he was kind of that guy. He, he's got his own number of wins. Don't get me wrong. He's a good fighter. But he was that almost made it there and the champ beat him. Yeah. He, he's what we refer to now as like an eternal gatekeeper. Yeah. He, he it could kill you. Absolutely. But he just wasn't going to be the guy that win the title. No. He was going to be the guy that the champion fought. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, boost him on. And Hendo, man, he he ended up with a good record. 13, like, it's 13 and 5. Yeah. That's what you said. 13 and 5. So, or no, I'm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 13 and 13 5. 13 and 5. 35. So he, I mean, he did great things there and went on a tear, and it was fun to watch. He was a heavy handed son of a bitch. You know, you did not. What do they call it now? The H bomb. 
You didn't want to get hit by that. You know, you were going still to sleep. don't want to get no. hit by the H-bomb. I mean, he's, he's in his 40s now. Ask, uh, ask, uh, oh, God, what was his name? I always confuse him and Ben Rothwell. Um, Bosch. Bosch. Ask Timmy yeah. Bosch. Yeah, good night. Timmy good Bosch, night. <laughs> Timmy Bosch got that H-bomb, man. You don't, you don't want to get hit by the H-bomb, even at 49 years old or however old he is. He beat uh, Vitor. Beat Vitor. In pride. Yep. Um, he's got, he's got big... Big big wins, you know, and a former champion. I mean, he's he was on my list too. He was the last one that I remember to put yep. on there, and it wasn't. Uh, I didn't do. I kind of didn't do my order in, in um, best to worst. My top three, yes, I did them in how how much I remembered their fights. I didn't so much do it best to worst either because I think Dan. I think Dan probably would have been higher. I did it in just order of guys that I. Made the most impact on me yeah. and pride. Because if I'm thinking, I mean, if I, in all honesty, Dan Henderson is ranked way above Mark Coleman. And his accomplishments and the, the people that he beat and the fights that he put on, he was, right? You know, he, his record and everything else, he, he probably would have been above that. But I know, I know with the the traditional slow start, quick ending. Yes, you know, yep. blazing ending. Sometimes even quick start, quick ending. Yeah. Uh, and you, you mentioned this guy in there, and, and um, I'm going to break into my top three okay. with this one. I'm going to leave the last two alone because I'm going to let you take one, and I'm going to take the other one, and we know who those two are. But this one, we mentioned him, and almost everybody that we've mentioned so far, he was probably maybe the third most popular guy in Pride. Very successful Vanderlei Silva. He may have been the most popular. If it wasn't for the first guy that, that I mean, but even still, maybe popularity. I, th- I think even still popularity wise, I think Vanderlei's above him because Vanderlei had a name for him in the UFC before coming into Pride too. Yeah. So he kind of already, whereas our, you know, our, our number one is easily the most successful. Okay, that's a better way to put it. Easily yeah, the most successful and easily probably one of the most well known for sure. But on the scale of popularity, if if he if he is number one in popularity, then Vanderlei is one A. Vanderlei, I mean, we've mentioned him and everybody we've mentioned everybody. before because he's fought everybody there. Um, he was undefeated in Pride from nineteen ninety nine to two thousand and five. Mm-hmm. Nobody beat him. Um, twice over Rampage, Guy Metzger, Fujita. Uh, Hendo, I mean, you name it, he beat him. Sakuraba uh, three times. Three times Rampage twice. Sakuraba, who is, I mean, he was, Sakuraba is another name. To He's be, a legend. You know. He is the legend out yeah, of Japan. Absolutely. The most legendary Japanese fighter ever. And Vanderlei put him out three times. Three times. And KO'd Rampage twice. twice Once yeah. he put him through the ropes. Unbelievable. And uh, I, I had, I had yeah, uh, Vanderlei at number three. Um, I There's don't... so much you can say about Vanderlei and Pride that it's. I mean, his. Here, here you go. Here's a stat for you. Pride record. Pride record alone. Twenty-two four and one with one no contest. Twenty-two four and one in wow. Pride, man. The most brutal company to ever, at, at least at the time that anyone's ever seen in MMA. So brutal in the rules yeah. and everything else, and the man wins that much. Won the O three Grand Prix. Uh, his first loss in Pride didn't come until 05 when he lost to Mark Hunt. Right. And then things kind of got a little... That that loss to Mark Hunt kind of started this skid of, of win, lose, yeah. win, loss. Yeah. Um, 
And then finally, his last fight in Pride was the loss to Dan. I mean, the guy, I mean, Vanderlei is not the biggest man to fight Mark Hunt. Yeah. I mean, that takes a lot of gun. I mean, yeah. Mark Hunt, maybe even today in his 40s, might be the heaviest hitter that the UFC has. There's Easily. Maybe one or two that can compete. Maybe. You know, but there's there's almost maybe. nobody that, I mean, in his mid-40s, he's walk-off knocking out guys like Mir and whatever else. Yeah. So for a man of Vanderlei's size who fought at 185 or 205, remember what he did in the UFC? It was a little, well, he went back and forth. I think most of his fights in the UFC post-Pride were at 205. Okay. Uh, at the end of his career, he did go back down to 85 I because thought. I think him and Dan fought at 85. Yeah. Um, and he had a couple of him and Chan were supposed to fight at 85. Yeah. Uh, so he, he kind of went back you, and forth. He, he, fought, he fought Quentin. He fought Liddell at 205. He fought some fights. You take a man of that size, 85 to 205 range, and, and put him against, against a 260 pound Mark right. Hunt who can destroy you with a single punch and right. not even break a sweat. Yeah. I mean, to lose to him. And that's that's a younger that's a younger even heavier hitting yeah. Mark Hunt you know that that's Mark Hunt in his day even I mean we even say it today he's still heaviest handed man but even then unbelievable so it's, I mean Pride had that deal where you know they they had open weight fights you could be 160 pounds and fight a 275 pound man right you know they had open weight Grand Prix that was anybody could jump into so they didn't necessarily go by. The, the weight rules that we see today yeah. in the UFC, they were all about the brutality and who we can get that's going to, you know, exactly. cause the most blood and damage. And, you know, exactly. that's why you put a guy like, like Vanderlei against a guy like Mark Hunt. Right. Screw it. They're going to kill each other. Put them in there. Yep. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Uh, anything else you want to talk about Vanderlei before I give my last one before we get into our top two? There's not a lot else you can say. I mean, he, yeah. he beat everybody. Everybody. In the guys he didn't beat, he fought everybody. Oh yeah, yeah, it was always a fight. Um, so th- this is this was actually my number four in my list. Um, but he may he may have been may have been my favorite. Or what, he, he may have been my favorite. He was exciting to watch, and that's uh that's the Fireball Kid man, Takanori. Takanori, yeah. I I loved Pride era Takanori Goni so much. He. Th- Thirteen and one with one no contest yep. in Pride, won his first ten fights in a yes. row. Won the two thousand and five lightweight Grand Prix and the lightweight title in the same thing. Victories over guys like Jens Palver, Hayato Sakurai, and Tetsuya Kawajiri, among others. Oh um, yeah, well he beat the who's who of the Japanese fighters yeah. at the time too. Um, you'd see a and lot the lightweights. Of, I mean, there weren't a lot of lightweights in no, at that time either. No. Um, he his one loss was to Marcus Aurelio. Yep, he lost to Marcus Aurelio in a non-title fight, and then ended up avenging the loss. There you go. In his last title defense in the company, and then his only other technical loss, he lost to Nick Diaz. He was he was beaten by yep. Nick Diaz, but then it was overturned and turned into a no contest because Diaz failed his first piss test. Shocking. <laughs> Uh, he probably pissed a weed plant. Right? It was, oh yeah, definitely a weed plant. <laughs> so they were upset about weed, but steroids were okay. Well, it was in the U.S. <laughs> the fight took place oh, in the U.S. It? Yeah, this was oh, this was one that. of the pride events that um, they did in Vegas. I don't remember that one. So it was under it was U.S. Vegas rule. or California, one of the two. But yeah, it was under U.S. rules, so that's why this they was got later it. in the U.S. In the it was, it okay. was, it was, and I believe it was a, actually a, a crossover. Um, thing where they had some UFC fighters coming in to fight some of the guys in Pride. Because like that was like the time when uh, when Chuck because Chuck fought in Pride 
in the UFC uh, under the UFC banner. Yeah, when he got beat by by Rampage, he was fighting for the UFC. Dana yeah. was there doing commentary. I remember that. I yeah, remember, Dana, Dana, Dana was on there with Trig and and uh, um, oh god, Mauro Ranella doing doing the play by play and the the color shit with them. And, yeah, but uh, the the last thing I had about about him was that. Uh, you know, mostly, well, mostly known for his KO victories because the Fireball Kid had these great hands. He was also a dangerous submission guy. Absolutely. I saw him take a sweet, and I cannot, I wish I could remember who it was, and I, I can't, but he had full back mount, guy was propped up, and Gomi is just laying, laying punches on him, trying to KO him, and instead of just taking the RNC, he steps over into a nasty armbar. Wow. Disgustingly nasty, just like light yeah. armbar, and it came out of nowhere, and it, it, it happened several times. Gomi, I know I've seen Gomi had underrated, of that. yeah, Gomi had underrated jit skills, but everybody always talked about his hands because he was super quick and had mad power. I don't know if there's anyone. I mean, being a Japanese fighter in a Japanese company, I don't know if there's anyone more loved than Takanori Gomi during Sakuraba, that time. maybe, maybe Sakuraba there, and there maybe Akibono. Are the only two, only other guys I can think of from Japan that were more beloved by the Japanese crowd than, than Takanori Gomi. And we still see Gomi today in the UFC. It's sad. I wish I wish He's Gomi would have. I wish they would have got Gomi right after Pride when yeah. like Dan came over and Vanderlei came over. I wanted Gomi to come over so bad, and I was so excited when they announced that he was coming over, and then he shit the bed. Yep. And it's just. He hasn't been consistent enough. He's won some fights, but it's never... He just is not the same goal. No, like you said, no. a shell of himself. He really is. But, I mean, we're, we're hence, again, in the twilight of his career. This All these wonderful things that he did happened over ten years ago. Right. You know, he's got a decade of, of age onto himself now. Yeah. And in, in trying to fight kids, uh, you know, half of his age, so... And guys that have that know what he's gonna do because that have grew up watching right. him. You know they've studied him for years and they've emulated him yep. in his form and his style. So you know we still get to see him today, but it's not like his run that he had in Pride. Exactly. So we got two fighters left. Yeah, I'm gonna take my number two guy. I'm gonna leave the last one for you, Marco Krokop. That's also my number two. <laughs> yeah, Marco Krokop was the second guy I thought of. He invented the term the crow cop. The crow cop. Getting crow copped. And getting crow copped is getting your head kicked off. Yep. By a. A guy wearing wrestling shoes. Oh my god. 18 4 and 1 and 1. Oof. He came over from K1, and K1 was more of a striking deal yeah. than Pride was. And he came over as. Even as being the most dangerous striker in K1, notoriously, and came into Pride. And um, he he only had losses to the top tier talent, yeah, guys like he, Randleman and Big Nog. Mm-hmm. And um, you know he beat your Sakurabas, he beat your Vanderleys, he beat Randleman, he whipped on Josh Barnett three times. You know he beat up everybody over there, and still he's still trying today to to get in some fights. But watching him kick people's heads off with that right high kick was fit right into the pride mentality of brutality. Yeah. Dude, oh, God, brutality. <laughs> God, the sound. The you sound of some of those, those thuds. Yeah. It was like a baseball bat hitting a piece of meat, like a, a side of beef. Yeah. It was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. 
and they would fall through the ropes, or he was just disgusting. Yeah, absolutely. Disgusting. He was he was the, the second guy that came to my mind immediately when he did, because I loved, you know, there wasn't, maybe not a lot of substance no. to Mirko, but there was enough power, power. and enough precision in everything that he did to make people go to sleep. I agree. You know, there were other guys that I thought, as far as you know, being a champion and stuff like that, yeah, may have deserved. But but this is favorites. This is our favorites. Absolutely. And, and Mirko always was a favorite to watch, and, yeah. and my number two as well. You're not gonna get a a jujitsu showing out of him. Yeah. You're not gonna get uh, a great wrestling match out of him. What you're gonna get. His strikes, you're going to get defense, and you're going to get your head kicked off. Yep. And that's why he beat the guys like Vanderlei that had the, probably the best record yeah. in pride. Excuse me. That's why he beat a guy that I didn't bring up that I want to do a quick humble mention for, Kevin Randleman, yep. who was a big deal in pride. Very. Um, he was another guy that, that Randleman was that kind of got to the champion. And, yeah. And I, he had a great, good record. Don't get me wrong. That's great fights. But he's the guy that we mentioned and, and, and half of these we said was you I'm got big wins over, over Randleman. You know, you got yep. big wins over Randleman. Um, so if we mention him as being a big win, he is a big deal. So I just want to... Very much. Quick, like I said, I got another... You know, honorable mention to Randleman. Yeah, Kevin, that. Kevin deserved that too. Yeah. I mean, he's right up there with Mark Coleman too. You know, two guys that I I don't think of as my favorite, quote unquote. Sure. But they... And the, and the pantheon, pantheon of, of pride. Those are two names you have to mention. These guys, you know, as we were talking about these fighters, now more of this stuff is is coming back to me as we're having a discussion. Right. So Randleman, you know, the blonde hair, it's and, coming, you know, it's it's. I'm just remembering these guys. And also, man, let's mention RIP to Kevin Randleman because the week that, yeah. that Kevin died, we yeah. were we were off, and yeah, so we, we didn't were. really get to pay tribute to him. No, not like and, we should and have. talk about the legend that he was and how important he was to the sport. A pioneer early on Absolutely. in the early days of UFC. Yeah, you know, a phenomenal fighter in pride. And from all accounts of what everybody that's close to him will say, just an all-around good guy. Yeah, so, guy. So, yeah, I, I, and I didn't think about it in on the weeks coming back from it because there was so much stuff going on. But, right. but yeah, we should mention, you know, a few weeks ago back, uh, RIP to the passing of, of Kevin Randleman. Too young. Way too young. Way too young and Let's, sad. Uh, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you take all right, uh, man. If, the man. If you don't know who the <laughs> hell we're going to list right now, where were you at all during Pride? Yeah. Where were you at all? You could not have been a fan of Pride and not know this. All I need to do is say one name. Fedor. Absolutely. Fedor. Not only regarded as the best Pride heavyweight, but the best heavyweight in combat sports. It was history. my GOAT. He was my GOAT for yeah. our heavyweight discussion with, without a doubt. Yeah. Not even having to give a second thought. Randy was the closest one, in my opinion, to it, but it, without when a doubt. I, when I picked Dan Severn as my favorite heavyweight, is because he's a hometown boy. Yep. He had, and I watched him, and he was my influence. But I also said he's not the best. He's my favorite. He's your favorite. Fedor is yep, the you best. Definitely, you did preface that statement, and that, and it was our, yeah. and it was our opinions who we thought was the greatest. Mm-hmm. Without argument, fourteen and zero in pride with one no contest. I mean, fought the elite heavyweights in the Pride of it, and Pride's heavyweight division was the best in the world. Absolutely, yeah. well, you got you got Crow Cop, you got Mark Hunt, Big Nog. There you go. His third fight in Pride, he dethroned uh, Big Nog for the title, and has just never looked back. He's got 
championship defenses against Nogueira, against Krokop, Mark Hunt, uh, picked up pride fights, non-title fights against Coleman, Kevin Randleman, Heath Herring. Uh, just beat everybody. Yes, he did. Beat everybody. Everybody. Definitively. Definitively. Beat the shit not, out of everyone. And not the guy, you know, not the guy you would expect, the most unsuspecting man. Not built like a brick shit no. house like Kevin Randleman nope. and Mark Coleman. Just not a big guy. Didn't even, kind of flabby. didn't even have a... A mean demeanor to no, him. No, just very calm. Yeah. He just Which is more scary, think very, about it. Yeah, because just, all of that stuff behind a man that could just sit here and be extremely quiet and then... That bell done. rings and you're dead. Yeah. Not the eyes I wanted looking no, at. Oh my gosh, page, no. man, Or a ring or anything. There's and never been a heavyweight as good as Fedor Milinenko. No, in the history of combat sports, pride, UFC, anywhere... I don't care who, what fighting organization you were. There's never been a better heavyweight. Nope. Nope. Yeah, you know, he, he was. He made Pride a lot of fun to watch. I, I agree. Yeah. You know, uh, amongst these other guys that we mentioned. Yeah. You know the the cream of the crop. Left him to you because I wanted you to have that one. <laughs> it's because I wanted you, know, you to have that. You one. You know he's my favorite dude. because I, you I mentioned him. him on episode one. As your favorite heavyweight. The very first episode we did, we're in episode 20 now. I got to give you that one, the the comeback on that one. I appreciate that, my friend. Um, Because, I mean, I can still throw on a fader fight anytime. Absolutely. Like, oh my God. Oh my God. The the, The dominance. Yeah, pure dominance. I mean, how do you go undefeated for that long in in a shark infested water? Absolutely. And just never looked back. This heavyweight division. That, that we have today on the UFC is garbage yeah. compared to what they had in Pride. Yeah. That is an elite. Even if you compare MMA. even if you compare the heavyweight divisions during their heyday of the two, like I mean at the time at the time when Tim Sylvia was holding the title and him and Arlovsky were battling for it, the heavyweight division was garbage. Yeah. It, it was pure. Yeah. It was, it was so bad that Randy Couture just said, you know what? I'm gonna go back to heavyweight. I can and be heavyweight champ. I can beat all of you right now. Yeah. And I will. And I'll become heavyweight champ. And he did. And just a little over two hundred pounds. But who's gonna say, oh, you know what? I'm gonna go be a Fedor. Nobody. Nobody. No, absolutely not. Nobody. Especially at that time frame. Nobody wanted to fight Fedor. There were people that wanted to get to Fedor so bad they challenged his brother. Yeah. And his brother was no joke. Too. Alexander was no joke. He yeah. just couldn't keep his shit together. No, he, he was a problems. Yeah, he was. A, he had a lot of alcohol. A lot of problems. alcohol and then some sex crime charges. Yeah, there was I believe he's currently in a Russian prison. But there was. He was a tough, tough man. Both of those guys well. were scary. I mean, Alexander was more scary looking. He scared than the hell Fedor out of him. because I mean, dude, he had that giant grim reaper yeah. tattoo on his back. Yeah, like he. Alexander was way scarier looking than Fedor. Absolutely. If Alexander could only fight as good as Fedor. I, I, I can remember that. The, I don't remember which guy it was. It might have been Nog. It might have been Coleman. That they knew they couldn't beat Fedor. So, so they fought they, they They challenged Alexander. Yeah, I think it, was, know, they I might, think it was Mark. I think, because I, I do remember, I do remember Coleman and uh I think, I'm pretty sure it was Coleman. Fighting. You know, and, and, uh. Just because, you know, that's that says something when you got to go after little brother because you can't beat big brother. Because you can't beat big brother. You know, you know, Fedor beat up everybody. And the best of the best of the best. The greatest. Is Fedor Emelianenko. Absolutely. Without a question. I mean, you cannot have a discussion of pride fighting championships 
without mentioning this man. He's so good that you can't, you can't have an MMA topic no. of heavyweights without mentioning him. No. That's how good he is. I mean, he's still he's still in discussions. Yeah. And he's in his 40s and, you know, just came out of retirement a year ago. He could beat, right now, he could probably beat half of the UFC heavyweights without a training camp. Yeah. Just to go into just being who he is and what he knows and, and how he is. I think you'd beat the piss out of Frank Neary. Absolutely. Still. No doubt. I don't know about Mark Hunt so much anymore. Yeah, that might be a little tougher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, uh, we all know he doesn't want to fight for Fabricio. I don't think he does either, but... Oh, after what Fabricio did to him and, and Drake Force or whatever it was, I don't, I don't think he would. But, yeah, but you're right, though. You're right, though. Outside of maybe the top five... Yeah. And he, even still, Andre's in that top five. I think he could beat Andre. Absolutely. I still think he could beat... Uh, Alistar. Absolutely. I think given the conditions, you know, he could probably beat Kane. He would, that, that would, be, would a be a tougher war. fight. It would be a tougher uh, fight. But I wouldn't count him out. I would never. You, you never yeah. can count the man out. I mean, yeah, I, there's a few guys up there, Verdun, Mark Hunter, that, that Stipe, I wouldn't count. I don't know if I wouldn't like him against Stipe. But there's a lot of other guys that he'd walk through. I mean, plenty of them. Yeah. Plenty of them. And so, you got any honorable mentions before we end this? I, one of my honorable mentions that you had mentioned was Mark Coleman. Um, I had Big Nog. Yeah. I mean, Big Nog it was was phenomenal in pride. Absolutely. Big Nog is one for me, too. So and I didn't mention Sakuraba right Sakuraba away. was We talked about one. him a little bit through here, and we did mention him a little bit, but he was a legend. Yeah, and, and, and leaving guys off like Nogueira and Sakuraba, it's not doing it disrespectfully at all. It's no. This is our personal opinion yeah. of who we who was... Like I said before, when I was talking about Gomi, Gomi was probably my favorite fighter to watch. I love, I like watching the little guys. They're, yeah. they're fast. They're absolutely powerful. blazing, blazing fireball and, kid. And he was, he was so much fun to watch. I looked forward. But you know, Fedor fights. You just, you knew what was going to happen yeah. anyway. You knew. It was just like, okay, how long is it going to take before Fedor kills this guy? There's, <laughs> you know. We, when we seen Shogun, I was like, all right, we're gonna get it. someone's going to get a second Someone's call. getting field goal kicked into you know, the third or fourth row. Lean back and you're done. Yeah. Um, it's fun. This was fun, man. It, it, it was a lot of fun. We, we don't get to do to enough of these. It. Yeah, dude. It, it, that's the other thing. It's just like the memories when you start thinking about some of these fights. It's like, oh, wow. I haven't thought about them in eight plus ten maybe years. It's been, you know, that they closed their doors in 05. Oh. 05 or 06, right? No, it was a little later than that. Because it was like, oh, it was like 07 or 08, I think, okay. they got bought out, I believe, if I remember. Right. It, was, it was later than 05 or 06 because there was still the, the 2005 Grand Prix was was a big deal still at that yeah. time. And that was the one that uh, Vanderlei won. But I want to say it was it was before the closing out of the decade. It was before 2010. So, we're, so. I mean, we're, we're eight years yeah. past it. So, it's been seven years plus that I've even thought about it. You know, since it went, people it, still talk about some of the wars, man. Yeah, it was such a great organization. It was. They were. They were, and especially in their heyday, they were killing the UFC. Yeah, killing the UFC. I mean, the UFC was doing these crossover events to try to get some popularity for exactly. themselves back after yeah. the Fertitas and Dana took over and and all that stuff. And then we, we history. Yeah, went from there. But. Right. Right. But. I loved reliving that this topic. So much fun, man! Bringing back those fun fights, just exciting. I'll go back tonight after I'm done uh, exporting and uploading and doing all the post production that I have to do, 
And I'll go back and I'll sit in my chair and I'll pop up my laptop and I'll look up yeah. Pride highlights tonight because I won't be able to forget it until right. you know now that we've talked about it for the you know, for forty five minutes I won't be able to get it off my head until I actually look so mad. So I'm, like, <laughs> I'm just gonna have to do it. It's fun, man. I'm glad we got to do another yes. one of these, and hopefully, you know, in between all these upcoming cards, we got the next few months. We'll we'll have a chance to do another well, one. I wrote out uh, just. Uh, I wrote out about three, four, five different topics yeah. for us to discuss, and you said, "What about pride?" I said, "God, <laughs> yes, that's the one." I that would have been just sitting there, it. and I was like, "We haven't really, other than the goat, we haven't really talked much about pride." Let's go with pride. As soon as you mentioned, I was like, "Dude, we're on it. That's the one we're doing." <laughs> yep. Screw everything else I said. Just delete it. We're, that's it. You know, I knew as soon as you, I mean, it just my my head went pride. Pride! Oh my god, Pride! pride. <laughs> and that was it. That's it. It was on from there. And it was fun. This was a, a fun thing to go back and relive some of this stuff. And, yeah. It's fun. And you guys out there, Joey, uh, Rich, any of you, give us, post on the page. Let us know Absolutely. your thoughts on what our fa- your favorite fighters for Pride was. Or favorite fights I know Pride Rich either. watched a lot of Pride. Yeah, that's what I you said. That. I'm sure... Joey did too, you know. Yeah. And I call those two out because they're two of our most active Absolutely. participants. Gary, Gary, might Gary, have watched you were too. you were just talking today about some things. If you watched Pride, Jordan, any of you guys, yep. anybody, just post some stuff. Get let's get a discussion going. Love it. It's been fun. So, uh, final thoughts before we wrap it up this week. Uh, um, John Jones, get your shit together, boy. Yeah, Daniel. Daniel said it best, man. John Jones, get your shit together. That's it. And that there's nothing uh, more to be said about that. Yeah, we got than, upcoming um, weeks for we got weeks for hell. Get your shit together, boy. Yeah, um, I, I love this topic, and I'm glad we did it. And I am too. Twenty shows in, I'm glad we got to talk about Everett. Yeah, I'm glad we got to talk about everything that we did today, and uh, it was. I think we we knocked out twenty in a great way. Yeah, ah, dude, I, this was this was the perfect twentieth episode. I mean, we've we've missed some weeks. We should be. A little further in the count, <laughs> but you know we're human beings. Yeah. Things hey, happen. When a brother has his shoulder, yeah. When cut you gotta get your shoulder yeah. cut open, and then you damn near uh, almost at the point where you had to go back to the yeah. hospital because of the stupid infection. And I'm laying on my half right. half dead and unable to look up. You know, there's there's a point where my ridiculous worth work ethic has to get put aside. That's to where I come in, and I, and I put you in check and say no. Control freak. We are not recording an episode this week. You're going to stay in bed and get healthy. So we missed a few, and we're going to miss a few. We're, hey, we're humans. Too. It's what's going to happen, man. We're, we're two guys trying to trying to fit this into our lives. This is just a fun thing that we enjoy doing. Yeah, it gives us a chance to talk about a sport we love, and thankfully we have you fans that that like to listen to two idiots like us talk about <laughs> what we love. Uh, my final thought is even not even MMA related, but uh, since we talked about Joey, I'm going to mention the fact that uh, Mr. Joey Latigast, Group Lakeshore Drive, and myself will be performing this Saturday night in Muskegon at the uh, Unruly Brewing Company with a band called Old Black. Are you guys going to Facebook Live it? I will be Facebook Living our, uh, our set, that. so... If you are not already friends with me on Facebook, go ahead and add me, Jeff Shanahan. Um, I'll be doing a live broadcast. We did one last Saturday night from Cheers Pub, and the response yeah. to it has been amazing. I sat up and, and watched from front to back, from beginning to end. Myself and my cousin were there uh, at Facebook Live. It was outstanding. It was an incredible thing to see. More local talent should do it, and I hope you'll be It's an amazing tool, man, because... Mm-hmm. Like, 
personally, I was just talking about this with some of the other guys in the group, in my group and stuff. It's like, this is the best thing that Facebook has done is giving, giving you the ability to go live and broadcast live to everybody. It's free for free. And anybody can tune it, man. I got I got family that and friends all over the country and stuff right. that have never gotten a chance to see me play. And maybe they didn't get to watch it live, but the but the feeds there you can it go stays. back. Yeah, and people have been, dude. It's been ridiculous. Like some of the things I've gotten back from people yeah. that have gone back and watched it days later. I just reposted it and reshared it yesterday for for people to check out. It's fun. So if you're a musician, if you're an athlete, if you're anything and you're doing something interesting, yeah. Facebook Live that shit, We man. We will be. We will be using that tool Absolutely. at some point to bring you at least the first 10, 15 minutes of our show. Yep. We talked about it off the air. You got a great deal from uh, from your show doing it. I think we'd benefit a lot. I think so, too. I think it'd be a lot of fun. I think you guys would tune in. Dude, that's that's such a great utility. It is. It's and an awesome. Check him tool. out because when they go live on the show, you're not gonna want to miss it. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Unruly's uh, Unruly's always a great time. Uh, we we haven't played in town in a couple of months, so I'm really excited for for once to play a hometown show. Yeah. I mean, I'm always I'm always excited to play at home. I love playing shows, but yeah. when you've haven't played at home in front of a friendly crowd, I mean, we've been playing the last couple of months. All our shows have been out, out of town, which is Phenomenal! I love getting out of Muskegon and getting to play shows. But there's nothing. There's but there's no nothing like, like coming home, and and especially after a long break, there's a little bit of a build up. People are excited for a show again. Yeah. We're playing with with our great friends. I mean, the, you know, one of the guys in Lakeshore Drive, Nick, the guitar player, is a guy that I do one of my other podcasts with. No, Joey, you've known Joey. We've all been friends I for played, a long time. I played yeah, stage with Joey. Played stage with Joey. Old Black is half combination of a couple of brewers from Unruly and the owner of, of Rebel Pies. Awesome. Yeah, so it's, it's all local. It's all Muskegon guys. It's a bunch of friends getting up and having a good time. So if you can't make it down to the brewery, check out the live show. Very good. So that's going to wrap it up for us this week for the Average Joe's MMA show. Be sure and hit our Facebook page up. Give it a like. Submit questions. It was a lot of fun last week to talk about things, and we really like it when you guys do that. Uh, anything you got? Twitter's coming soon. Dave's working hard on getting on that and getting us an official page. So we'll let you know One about that. One more week we'll have a Twitter. And uh, that's going to wrap it up for us, man. For David Van Bogelen, I'm Jeff Shannon. And as always, thank you guys so much for listening.